Your nails are really long. I know, they'd be like that. We're recording. Hi, and welcome back to the Time Turner Collective. This is episode 10. Oof. That Bloody hell. <laughs> is, yeah. This month we're discussing The Martian. It's our most recent book. We're in the 2010s. And it's October. And we have Katie. Hello. Yes. All of these work for autumnal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> orange. And-, and Katie's wearing orange. Yes. Yeah, so specifically I wanted to match together. with your logo. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Love it. I just have fall vibes. Like it just works. Sorry, autumn vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Questions for Katie. Yes. Here we go. Straight Are you ready? Back. Yes. Let's like start on three, <laughs> two. <laughs> What's your favourite spice? <laughs> My favourite spice? Yes. Are we doing just spices or does this include herbs? You can name one Seasoning. of each if you okay. want. My favourite herb currently is rosemary. Ooh, Good choice. Yeah. My favourite spice... Um, I do love a little bit of paprika. Mm-hmm. That's um, my favourite one as well. Yes. Also, recently I've been feeling some clove. Oh, yes, yes. I love clove. An unexpected Anna one, hates but yeah. cloves. Really? Yeah, it's oh. like, if I put clove in anything, she can she'll be like, know. she'll know, she'll know there's cloves in it. Oh. Like, um, <laughs> apart from mulled cider. Oh. She, I, yeah. She, but it's because <laughs> only when it's in the bags. If I do a mulled cider and I put cloves in it and it's not like the bagged, so she can't see it, then oh. she, she has issues. But yeah, anyway, there you go, fun fact. Wow. My dad's just sending me more space facts. <laughs> oh yeah, this, yes. this episode is sponsored by Laura's dad and Who his is, space facts. Yes. He's currently in space. He is, yes. <laughs> and on a train in, in Sweden now nearly. Ooh, yeah. They're so basically taking my sister and they're doing a, a Sweden day because that you can do that in Scandinavia. True. Wild. <laughs> Second question. Favourite book? Favourite book. My favourite book that I've read recently, or like mm. this month even, oh, because I've read quite a bit this month, I'm not gonna lie. The, my, my favourite recent book that I've read is The Priory of the Orange Tree. Oh, My nice. sister's read that one. Yes. I think I said that when you said that you'd read it. Yes. Or that you'd what bought it. What is it about? Dragons. You said this, I think. Dragons. We had this conversation, maybe. Pirates. Very cool. Dragon, there's definitely some pirate dragons. Maybe even some dragon pirates. Oh nice. my god. Yes. Well, Today we have a space pirate, which, yes. which yeah. does, it, 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 it was so a good fun. Yeah. tangent. But yeah, and what is your Hogwarts house? Ravenclaw. Representation. Yes. <laughs> and then we also have the standard question of what do you study, which is always the same answer, basically. Believe it or not, I study English. No way. Really? <laughs> really? Sometimes. This podcast, just us, it started off with Jonas studying film, film. and the rest was just no, and three then it, hours history. Yeah, in... February. Yeah. Or March. And my sister had some diversity, but she's my sister, so that's not really, like, we're not really (laughs) branching out. (laughs) But it works. It's a book podcast. We deal. Yeah. So, do we move on to the book then? No, No, context, context. but yeah. Yeah, it's it's in our lifetimes, which is nice. Mm -hmm. We have had that before. Which one? Oh, was it Guernsey? Guernsey was the two thousand. Less so, because I feel like we were more alive in the two. Like I remember yeah. the two thousand and tens, and I don't yeah, really we, remember yeah. the zeros. We were sentient in the two thousand and tens. Yeah, we have we have memories that we made, and before <laughs> wow. that, the memories are, are sparse at best. <laughs> so yeah, the context for the two thousand and ten when this came out, we were all ten. Yeah. yeah, nine, ten, having a great old time in some of the last years of primary school. <laughs> um, I was probably studying Kenzuki's Kingdom in year six. We studied the rainforests. Oh, that was nice. Quite fun. Oh. But we couldn't do a school trip to the rainforest, oh, so yeah. we had like 
a lady who had some animals, like tarantulas, come to visit us. We had a whole like section of term where we just did like film prosthetics. So we had someone come in and teach us how to make like fake blood. And then for (laughs) the rest of the year, I was just making fake blood with golden syrup cocoa powder and red food colouring here's the recipe here's the recipe if anyone anyone who doesn't know wants to know how to make fake blood for Halloween this will be coming out a few days before Halloween you're very welcome now you know how to make fake blood you mix together cocoa powder golden syrup and red food colouring it's so complicated Um, and then you like smear it wherever you want Nice, thank you. You're welcome. I'm not sure how relevant that is. Yeah, I was more looking at America, especially into because I was thinking if this book could have any kind of political Mm. meaning behind it. I think my conclusion is not really, but (laughs) yeah, because that's a lot. He was American. He is American, isn't Mm. he? Well, I was more looking at America because it's so specifically centered around NASA. Yeah, yeah. I do know there's like a history of NASA being underfunded, but I feel like that was quite interesting how in the book that really isn't the case. They get money from everywhere. Oh yeah, they were like, we'll just do this entirely new course, which was just yeah. planned out 10 minutes ago. Because yeah. that was one of the main things that was happening around NASA at the time. It was a lot of underfunding. They'd had some, send some things out and stuff, but they had the space shuttle and after that they couldn't really afford anything anymore. Mm. So they got Jeff Bezos and SpaceX and... Let me get my dad's notes up. <laughs> but it is interesting because it was it's set in twenty thirty-five. Yeah. The writer said. Yes. So I think maybe and presumably the by then Andy Weir kind of like imagined yeah. that there would be more funding for NASA. Yeah, but I think it is interesting to look at like the history of America and funding science things yeah, compared to funding the army and <laughs> stuff like that. Although there's space armies. A pre-Trump world. Yeah. Can we remember? Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because the book came out in 2011 and the film came out in 2015, which I yeah. think is the closest book-to-film adaptation that we've ever done, like the closest time That we've done, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and it's the same... Although maybe Guernsey was quite close. No, Not I as close, it was. But... Yeah, it okay. was because it was more like... I think that was about 10 years and this is four years. Yeah. Which is wild that they managed to turn it around in that. But I think before it was a book, it was serialised on his blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and he, like, he posted it. the ebook for 99p before it was, like, mass published. Yeah, because it it's, it's almost self-published. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very, it's... Uh, my one is Del Rey, which I think is quite a small publishing house. Mine is as well. Yeah. So it's, it's not... It's a very successful book and a it very is. successful film. Yeah. But it wasn't very commercial, which I think yeah. is quite interesting as well. When you read it, it, you understand why it's popular, but it doesn't it's really so feel It's so easy to read, but it commercial. makes it smart, yeah. which I really like. Yeah, It makes me feel sm- like I'm smart. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like I understand all the duct tape. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with some space films, Interstellar, it'll make, it makes you feel like you can't keep up as like a normal person who knows an average amount of science yeah it makes me feel like I can't keep up but this one it 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 explains it in simple enough terms that I can keep up as someone who doesn't have the most like science focused brain I think it it works because it makes fun I feel like it's a more realistic way of looking at it because they are just like general people doing their job like if we're at a job we'll make like 
lengthy like, jokes and they're just people clever, yeah but, but they're, they're still not... pill people yeah you know yeah um anyway more context about going to mars Ooh. because that was a thing that they tried yes. to do yes they sent the first rover over i think let me check this for a second Rover i have it on the yeah so what they did they tried to send the first one in 1971 didn't work they that was china yes and then they did it again same year they just disappeared and then the sojourner rover did work but they lost contact that was 1997 yes anyway there were a couple of attempts but then my guy in 2003 <laughs> launched <laughs> my favorite Mars rover, <laughs> the one that lasted like so long. But it happened the same thing that happens in a book where a dust storm stopped its solar panels from receiving mm. enough sunlight to make it start again. Yeah, I still have hope. They declared it um failed well, not failed, but like they stopped the mission in 2019, mm-hmm. which fair enough, so sad. That was the one that sang a song for himself. <laughs> the happy birthday one, yeah. <laughs> Just just me getting emotional about Mars rovers. But it's wild that that rover was almost on... It was on the surface of Mars, or it was yeah. sent off and lasted almost our whole lifetime. Yeah. Because yeah. 2003 to 2018, 2019 is, like... That's most of the, our lives. Most of our lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's, like, 16 years. So that's why I'm, like, so emotional, because I feel like I really understand all the emotion that the NASA people have yeah. put into that rover. Like, it really is their life. Like, how, mo- how long it took them to build yeah. and stuff. It's more than it's more than a rover. Um, but I do really like how the book has the Pathfinder in there, which was actually sent in 1997. Mm-hmm. And it just has, like, a couple of plans. The only thing that I think is quite interesting is that in actual NASA plans... NASA is working together with other companies to send people to Mars. But their plan is to land on the moon first so they can make a hop in between. Ah. Like a stepping stone. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little... little And I really like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because imagine if, like, the rest of the Aries 4 gang was just waiting (laughs) on... On like the on the moon, just, <laughs> yeah. just me and my pals on the moon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I could just see them all chilling on on the moon. Because mm. and sure, there are some scientific things that aren't completely correct in it, but I do think it may like it's very accurate. They work together with NASA on the film. Mm. It's one yeah. of the only films that NASA actually work together with, and I think that's quite cool. Yeah. And Andy Weir's parents are an engineer and a particle scientist uh, so he probably grew up in the world as well mm. yeah he's clever yeah genetically <laughs> god we hate those people <laughs> i had to work for what i have i know yeah. as much of it <laughs> i had to work for these brain cells <laughs> all two of them <laughs> that was all the context i basically had i can check my notes there was basically just a lot of discussion about funding NASA too much. So, like, after Apollo in the 70s, they just had a lot of, like, there were protests and stuff, especially in the 60s. Too much money went to the moon mission while there were a lot of, especially black people, struggling Yes. in society. So there are, like, genuine concerns of do we fund space and science or do we fund the people? But I think the main problem is that neither of them are being funded. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I was just having a look to see because I watched Mark Commode's review of the film. Mm-hmm. My my guy, absolutely. What 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 a Top dude! Watch legend. <laughs> yeah, good 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 guy. Um, <laughs> so I was watching that, and he was talking about the 
like all of the news that was surrounding Mars and a lot of things that sort of were discovered about Mars while Mm. the film was being promoted. Yeah. Which might make sense if NASA were working with them on the film, if they were also working with them on promotion and decided to, like, release all of these things about Mars. This is my my little conspiracy. (laughs) I have no, no... proof whether whether it's true or not but Mm -hmm. um it would be interesting if that's what they did to promote the film well they do have the thing that's genuinely a thing where they have to release everything they have in 24 hours Uh, like information nasa has to is like a public thing so they can't keep information behind and then okay use it as like that was brought up as an issue in the book because they were like Mm, we know that he's alive now and now we have to tell (laughs) everyone (laughs) yeah (laughs) ah shit yeah um but I, they did work together with. I, that was another thing. They screened the film in the International Space Shuttle. Yeah. Oh, which cool. is so cool. Because Interstellar asked to do that. And NASA were like, no, we don't do that. And then the Martian came around. like, okay, maybe we do that. Just for you. <laughs> yeah. When we but for to, him. <laughs> when we went to Florida a few years ago, I really wanted to go to Space Center. Yeah. But we didn't get to because obviously it was two weeks and I yeah. was like, oh, please, can I go to NASA? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else was like, do we have to? But, but we were going to go this year, but then obviously COVID. Yeah. I did go because so we I all got to. Yet to go to NASA. <laughs> yeah. But I we all got to pick. Well, me and my sister got to pick when we were there. And me and my sister just kind of had a discussion together. It was like, one of us has got to pick Universal. Because we want to go to Hogwarts. And one of us has got to pick NASA because otherwise our dad will cry. <laughs> so we didn't go Disney. But yeah, we all had a great time. I touched the moon, which is still my number one flex. <laughs> wow. Do you want to clap? Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think I wasn't expecting it to, but I think it's one of my favourite books that we've read so far this year for the mm-hmm. podcast. I agree, yeah. Um, Up there maybe with... Guernsey. I really like Guernsey. I did really like Guernsey, yeah. And what else What else have we done? We've... I liked reading Blade Runner. I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite, but I liked it more than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> You've also read quite a few of them. You've been keeping up with... Yeah, because like, lots of them are on our reading list. Yeah. So like Peter Pan, yes. I read, which I was going to read anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's nice being able to look at it like not just through an academic Yeah. Viewpoint, you know? What did you think of The Martian then, in comparison to the others as well? It's definitely the one which we're sort of able to... like due to the fact that it's the most recently released one, it's the mm-hmm. most reflective of our current situation. Not yeah. current, that current like, situation. Yeah. But well, in a sense, COVID. He's yeah. isolating on Mars. He's the ultimate isolation. I was yeah. saying this when we were watching the film. I was like, I was, I don't know if I actually said it out loud, but I thought it in my head yeah. about, like, imagine if there was actually someone on Mars during COVID. Like, what would they, they were just vibing. Yeah, they would just be like, wait, there's a pandemic going on? I'll just stay What's here. Yeah. I'm just going to not get ill. Yeah. Just chill. I, I respect, but would not be me. 
Yeah. But yeah, I really liked the writing style. I was so scared going into it that it would be yeah. a hardcore sci-fi novel because I saw it was 400 pages-ish, like a little bit less, before I went into it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to be busy. And then I was like, <laughs> oh shit, is this like dense and sci-fi? And isn't big. Like, it's, it's like a, tiny. it's like a it's normal a, it's size, a, yeah. It's, yeah, but it's smaller than average, I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, I flew through really it. Yeah, easily digestible like diary segments. Yeah, not like ginormous chapters. Yeah, I like how it has chapters and the yes. the things as well. Um, I was th- the other one that was one of my favorite books that we've read was Good Omens. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Understandable. But I feel like they have similar vibes in a way, just a making fun of its genre almost. Yeah, yeah, I see that. It's the it's the freedom to use humour yeah. within quite a serious... What would otherwise be quite serious. Yeah. Thing. I'm like, being afraid world, that it will take like, away and it actually ends up like adding to the narrative. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think boobs. it's so... Yeah, the boobs. <laughs> the boobs. Should we talk about the boobs? And how it's not in the film? Well, it's hinted at in the film. You know the it bit is. we're talking about? I think so. When he like first actually is able to type to yeah, the, the people and he gets like boobs <laughs> and in the film I was so excited to see it because I'd seen the film before but I, like it was quite a while ago yeah. so like I remember the plot line but I didn't remember the details and then he talked to them and you can see them like reacting to it and you can see him typing yeah, with like this types, grin on his face he types five letters he just yeah. like and then they see it and they're like oh shit classic Mark I wrote down so I was making notes as we were watching the film Number five, I just said silently, why the fuck? Because <laughs> I think that's what he said. He just went, why the fuck? And then, but then they, they didn't say fuck. Wait, where? Just before the boobs. Oh, And yeah. then boobs. And then I said, it's a joke for people who've read the book, which I always appreciate in films yes. when yeah. they make the jokes for the people who know the book. Especially yeah. for a film that's so loyal to the book. It's like when they don't include it's something, they're so still going to make a little reference to it. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good out. Like some of the scenes, I'm pretty sure, because I read the book, like I was reading it right up to when we were watching the film like yeah. literally like an hour before so I really remember the way it was like the exact sentences yeah. and they used exactly the same sentences for most like dialogue mm-hmm. things and stuff which I think was really cool and I liked in the film how a lot of the time when they used a lot of the GoPro shots from the suits and yeah. for the video diaries I didn't, were the books, were they transcripts of video diaries or was it like a written diary um, i think it was more like a written diary but yeah. i'm not sure i don't think it really specified but i think if it is a written diary then transferring it to the video diary for the film because obviously you're transferring a book to yeah. visual mm. i think that makes a lot of sense and i really liked that because yeah. his diary entries were very colloquial anyway like yeah he would just yeah. be like like writing style yeah I also liked, in the film, I know this is mostly now about the film, but I really liked how he did the weirdest angles to make this diary entries. <laughs> like, sometimes he'd just have them, like, on, like, near the ceiling, and he'd just be, like, down there, being like, hello. I'm, I'm mimicking it, and I always forget this is an audio thing, but... <laughs> how did you feel about the casting for the film? Sebastian Stan looked so good. <laughs> And that's all I have to say about it. (laughs) I loved, I appreciated it more reading the book and then watching the film immediately. Um, Donald Glover as Rich Purnell. Yes, it worked so well. The chaos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be my second, that'll be the footnote for me just saying 
Sebastian Stan looks so good. Also, Donald Glover's great in it. Um, yeah. For the small couple of scenes that he's in. When he's talking to the NASA director and just yeah. like, yeah, with the pen. around him. Yeah. And then yes. he's like stabbing Crystal when he grabs the He's pen. like, your Earth. <laughs> I just love, love it. Because it feels so like, to me, it, it, like I don't know anyone that works at NASA. I wish I did. But that just feels so realistic to me. I feel like yeah. they're just a bunch of nerds having a great time about space. That's I, why I'm so glad it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Because that's one of my pet peeves, uh, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of space films are like, oh, we, we're just used to we have problems and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like oh, I say this every time I watch a space film, but it's the scenes for me when they watch a rocket launch, like with all the people no, and they you? clap. <laughs> it gets me so emotional and I don't know why. I did cry. Did you cry at the film? I no. cried at the oh. film. I didn't quite the film. The scenes where, specifically, where Virgil is reunited with all his children. Yeah. And they're sitting on the sofa together watching the watching the lift off of the next of Ares And five. then Sebastian, Stan and Kate Mara have a <laughs> <the> baby! <laughs> and you just know that she was just in labour watching the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. They don't launch like I'm not sure how, how what the situation is in 2035, but they never they like there's not that many launches. No. When it launched this year during COVID, I was watching. Mm. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to bet money on the fact that they named their baby Aries. Yeah. Mm. You said would, that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would if it popped out exactly the same moment. There's no, like, I don't care how awful the name is. I've <laughs> got to use that name. Space Baby. <laughs> Space Baby. I'd rather do something, like, related to Mars or something. See my kid, Pathfinder. It's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> it can be Patty. <laughs> Often. If you name your kid Pathfinder, I'm never speaking to you again. <laughs> It can be called Patty Finn, as in, like, first, second name, and no one will know apart from the kid itself, and they will have to live with it. I'd be quite happy to be named after, like, some kind of rocket thing. You call it, if it was a boy, you call it, like, Patrick Finnegan or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know exactly. He's very Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, maybe some people will know, because if you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's his birthday, his name is Patrick Finnegan, and they'll be like, uh, uh. It would take them a while, I think. But I, depends I, on the people you I surround like yourself with. Of like hiding that in the name. Yeah. yeah. Or like make the initials NASA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be quite cute. You'd have to plan ahead there. Or like, I need to marry someone whose surname starts with A. Yeah. Or yeah. or S. If your if your surname starts with A, and then you could double barrel. Yeah. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. Or you could well, just not take the surname. S. Yeah. Then you just have to find someone with A because your your surname starts with S. So. I'm fucked. You oh, I have an M. I, I'd have. To, I can do it backwards. I can be ass on. <laughs> ass on. Ass. Yes, please. I just can. No, <laughs> no. You could find. Fine. You could find something else. Space. Someone else who's already got a double barrel name. Yeah. Or just give your. You can name. name your child NASA M. NASA. <laughs> yeah. You could do something else space related. I don't know. I don't know things that ends on an M. Anyway, welcome to our new space-themed baby name podcast. 
It's a baby shower, not meteors. <laughs> I actually do have a fun story about baby names. I had a discussion with my sister about what if you get a baby while traveling. We have a very, I'm not. What, you get a baby or you get pregnant? No, the baby is delivered while okay. on the on The, on the, the road, way you said on it the made me think like you were just given a baby while you were traveling. <laughs> well, that works <laughs> so too, but you'll have to name it. Baby. It's about the naming part, so either okay, way it would okay. work. <laughs> But my sister said, like, because there was someone on the news when we were discussing this, and they got a baby on the highway near one of the, you know, the little thingies on the road that state how far you've gotten. Mm-hmm. Sign. Yeah, but like the the things that every so probably yards here, every so few yards, there's like a little sign of like with a number. So if you call the the rail oh, yeah. services and you're like, I'm in trouble. This is where I am. In Dutch, they're called hectometer poles. So we said, if I had a child near one of them, I just call my child Hector Peter Paul, and no one would know. <laughs> I think it's one of our best my baby name jokes. Cats called bit of, called Hector. You want to see? Yes. You want to see Hector? Yes, I would like to see. Hector is very cute. Hector is, and you can name them Hector cat. Peter Paul the Third or something like that. Here is my sister and Hector. Oh. He's like Crookshanks but grey. He's very fluffy. He's very friendly as well. Anyway, what we're talking about? Space babies. Space babies. We're talking about the Martian. We're talking about Sebastian yes. Stan. And One of my favorite jokes baby. in the book is with Sebastian Stan. I forgot his name in the thing. What's his name again? Beck. 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 That's him. Yeah. Yes. He makes the joke with the name of the girl. <laughs> Who is with? Oh, uh, Beth Johansson. Johansson. Yes. Um, yeah. So Johansson and Beck. They make this joke together about being in the million mile high club. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's just the They are dirt. really cute. Like for the limited amount of time that they're in the book and the yeah. film, I think they're really cute together. You know the scene in the it was it was one of the things that was done better in the book than in the film when um she kisses his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, he she says she you know, in the, the film and the book she says don't tell anyone I did that. But in the book, he replies and he said, don't tell anyone I liked it. It's very cute. Because I like how there's such small like characters. I didn't see it coming and I didn't no. even remember the romance. like From the film. From watching it like a couple of years ago. And it's just like a cute little touch to it. Yeah, it's just that moment where it's like she did something that she thought was embarrassing. So he said something that could have been used to like... Against him, yeah. it just—it got me. I don't know why. It just—I really yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah. I really like all the characters, how their relationship with each other, mm. and how they go from like serious to jokey so quickly. Yeah. Um. Especially, I'm awful with names. What's the commander's name? Lewis. Ju- Lewis. My brain went. Jessica Jewel. Chastain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Lewis, she is so good at that. And I think they cast her as Jessica Chastain so well. Yeah. Um, She has this serious face and she makes the decisions, but I, don't I like think... how they slightly make fun of her sometimes, like when they come back and they're like, oh, I haven't missed you. <laughs> and like, <laughs> just the small things there. Yeah. And the way that when he first interacts with them, when they find out he's alive and he just like takes the piss. Yeah. It's like, you, why the fuck do you leave me behind for something? Yeah. Yeah. But they all know that he's joking. Um, I like that. But yeah, I did think that Jessica Chastain was the woman from Jurassic World and the Twilight Eclipse. <laughs> For the longest time when we were watching it, I was like, I'm convinced that it was her. But they look the same and they're both in the help um, and they're both ginger. 
I don't know if they're both naturally ginger, but they're both ginger in the help. Mm-hmm. And they they look the same. Let me. So you know what Jessica Chastain looks like, right? Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about with the other the other woman? No. Okay. Jurassic World. Her name is Bryce Dallas Howard, and she looks like this. Okay. And yeah. I thought it was her. They look very similar. Mm. Oh yeah, there you go. There's her and Jessica Chastain next to each other. They're be- they, she just yeah. has an ever so slightly wider face. Yeah. And when you've got like the space helmets on, I just mm. thought it was the same person. <laughs> I always thought it was her and not Jessica Chastain. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Yeah, but I do really like the casting. Mm-hmm. I like Matt Damon as well. I like how he, apparently when they start making the film, it was the different director. What's his name again? Godard. Not the French Godard. Original old director. Just a new Drew Godard or something like that. And he was going to do the film. Um, and then Matt Damon was like, I want to be in that. And then they changed it because Godard was going to direct Drew something Goddard else. Drew Goddard wrote yes. the screenplay. Yeah, but he was going to be the original director. Okay. And then Matt Damon was like, I really want to be in a film with him. And then, what's his name, Scott? Ridley Scott took over. And then Matt Damon was still like, yes, because he's really cool. Yeah. Um. I do think it's interesting because Ridley Scott is known for Blade Runner mm. directing that and Alien. I haven't seen Alien. But yeah. And I, Prometheus. Mm. And what's the other one that I haven't seen? But they're I'm all really seen. like kind of it's very specific kinds Sour of films. Sarah Louise is yeah. the other one he's known they're for. all quite dark mm. in a way. Like they're mm. all nerdy but they have like as far as yeah, I know. Yeah but like in a sense that okay. still has like it has like a cult fan base almost yeah. yeah whereas the martian is feels so much more commercial than most of them which i think was quite interesting like in a yeah. style sense i think because i think he took a break from making films ridley scott mm. um and this was like his comeback film almost yeah. and then he had blade runner 2049 i don't think he did that one i think he did we're, we're gonna check it up we're gonna <laughs> yeah. have a look ridley scott he did or maybe he didn't. <laughs> I think he just did the original one. Okay. Well, I thought he did, but that's okay. But yeah, our guy, Mark Commode. I, n- I nearly said Mark Watney. <laughs> but our Still guy, our guy. Our guy, Mark Commode, said that, in his opinion, the best Ridley Scott films have the best screenplays, are the ones that have the best screenplays, mm. but that he is really good with visual visuals, but struggles with that good script. And he really liked The Martian because he thought the script was really good and obviously it was based on the book which mm. we all three of us know is very good yeah. yes and everyone else who's I read feel like it their sure. personalities are so there like mm. he doesn't really have to give them that much personality because the book is filled with them yeah yeah oh yeah i've got some notes that i've written down as i was watching the film i wrote that it was interesting that in the film they made him care a little bit about the cross you know when he uses the cross to start a fire. Yeah. They made him care he, a he little does that bit in about. The book. No, he doesn't. He he's very explicitly doesn't give a shit about the. He's he's just well, like, no, because he kind of jokingly goes like, "I'm sure he wouldn't mind." Yeah, but then in, given the situation, and I think it was exactly the same in the film. In the no, I felt like in the film it was more like, "Ha ha ha, you won't mind." The bit like <laughs> it's sort of like addressing a higher power. Yeah, but I think he did. In, in the book, I don't think he did. Um, but yeah, I thought in the book he was quite explicitly atheist, but in the film they kind of leave it up to interpretation, mm. which is interesting. 
Also, the scene when he's steaming slightly at the edges after he blows himself up in the film. I, I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> Some of these we might, we might just cut it out, but I was just really laughing just at my notes. Your notes so good, yeah. um, I've just quoted, no, I'm not going to turn the beat around. I refuse to. <laughs> The soundtrack. I shouldn't be eating, yes, but the disco music. Loved yeah. it. Abba Waterloo at the end when he's like stripping the, <laughs> the thing ready to go to space in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. But Waterloo in that scene was great. Loved it very much. Good time. Also another also quoted, I would love to solve this problem right now, but unfortunately my balls are frozen. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible situation to be in. Hey, when when you're in Mars and you've got to solve a problem to keep yourself alive, oh, but, but your, your balls, balls are frozen. <laughs> God. So inconvenient. But yeah, we were kind of thinking about that. What would we do if we were in that situation? Yeah. Drugs. Like he does at one point. <laughs> I would just do more drugs all the time to get through it. Um, sleep. Mm. Yes. I mean, more in a sense, like, would you survive? Like, given that you had all the training, training and shit. Yeah. I think I would try to. Hmm. But I feel like I would probably die, like, a few days before the rescue master and mission came. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking, I wouldn't have, the like, the, the balls to do all that. He is so, like... Well, his were frozen. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, the <laughs> moment when he's in space and he just punctures, like, his suit and stuff. Yeah, like, he jokes about it. Yeah. But, like... That's very resourceful. Yeah, but, like, I'd be shitting myself, because that means he could die in, like, a couple of seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Wouldn't just... he just, like, explode? I think you have to be very stubborn to survive on Mars. Yeah. Like, do I have the willpower? No. I think I have the stubbornness. <laughs> I feel like I'd go insane. Yeah, I would absolutely go mm. insane. I feel like it keeps up pretty well. I guess very skinny. Yeah. No, that, I didn't enjoy that. No, he, but you know the the scene when he you can see, just see him, you see his butt, but then he's just really skinny. Yeah, that was not that wasn't fun. I do think that I could live off potatoes though. Mm, yeah, I agree. Not I necessarily agree. raw potatoes. Yes. Well, he microwaved them, didn't he? Yeah. A bit bland, but, but when we he deal. had to the ketchup take some when he was going out on his little drives, and like they had been cooked, but, but they cold. they were cold and slightly yeah. frozen. Yeah. Um, I also said that I think it's very good how they managed to like maintain the tension in the film, even though I knew it was happening. Like the point when yeah. he's trying to duct tape his helmet, and it, because the air's escaping and it's it it, I, it made me feel really tense, even though I knew what was going to happen. I think mm-hmm. it made the stakes feel higher. Yeah, and I think Matt Damon was really good at that. Like you could see his emotions mm-hmm. really well, even when he wasn't talking, because he didn't talk. A lot, I think, for most of it. Yeah, there's no one to talk to. Yeah. Aside from the video diaries. But that must be quite hard, like, as a filmmaker to... Yeah. Keep personality mm. just by... I did like it a lot when he celebrated the... The Pathfinder working. Or, like, the, the video thing. And he was like, yeah! And then he looked around and no one was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. 
explore whatever because we it's one of the first films that we've done this where we've watched it together we just refused to talk to each other about it during the whole film but there was one point when laura said that she liked that it was like a vlog she was like i love that there's just someone following him around on mars it's not just him on mars it's him and his cameraman That's, oh yeah because yeah. the cameraman follows him around. it's the moment the one specific moment in the film because most of the time you see him setting up the camera. Mm. But there's one moment which is really weird because the rest of the film doesn't do this. It's when he's this. getting the shit to do the potatoes. It's when he walks into the potato field and the cameraman follows him and like opens the thing. And it really makes it look like there's someone there with him. Well, the rest of the film doesn't address that at all. It's just that one scene. <laughs> he just got one of the Mars men to help him. One of the aliens. Yes. It's the potatoes. They're sentient. It's the potatoes for me. <laughs> Mr. Potato Man. Day of the Triffids, but the Martian. Day of the Martian. Oh, also, what we um, did everyone get the Lord of the Rings reference? Elrond. 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 But then also Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean being Sean Bean. Being Boromir in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. So he was there, and he was yeah. But yeah, because I, I didn't get in the book that Elrond was a Lord of the Rings reference, even though mm. I'm currently reading Lord of the Rings. It's just me being. The film it's... explains it. The film I mean, does the explain it. Explains it too. Well, I must have missed that bit. Because oh. <laughs> she goes like, none of you had sex in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for them. Yeah. Favorite person in the mission, not Mark Watney. Virgil. Mm. Why? Oh, he was he, he wasn't American, so there's Oh that. yeah, that that is a, that, that, he does have that going. That's a redeeming him. feature. Yeah. He I feel like his um accent was more sort of dramatized in the book because in yeah. the film he was just talking but yeah. he just had an accent whereas in the film it was like specifically phonetically typing writing out yeah, and didn't he sausages for breakfast at one point? Yeah, the book version was a little bit of a sort of um, stereotype. Stereotype, extreme. Oh, this this man is European. <laughs> yeah, um, and also in the book, I think what was done ever so slightly better in the book was when they get the in the Al- Project Elrond or the whatever it is from um, NASA or not from out of NASA. You know what I mean? Like from mm. the the little breakout group. When they get that, and in the book, he it's called explains, yeah, yeah, and he explains that him and his wife have a nickname for their kids, and they wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't have yeah. called but them. But on that. the screen, because he said it's called my children, but on the screen it is actually called Unsere Kinder. Yeah, so like I, I think I it makes sense. It, the fact that they explain it, then and then he's he is able to say that they have a nickname for the kids, and they wouldn't just say yeah, because yeah, it's such children. a tiny personal detail, but it makes like the world. I mean, yeah. the planet's biggest <laughs> difference. Milky Ways. <laughs> and it's like the fact that this little tiny human factor completely sort of like exposes a vulnerability in science. So like, the, yeah. like otherwise it, it would have completely gone under the radar, but it's just the fact that he has this little human quirk. Yeah. yeah. The characterization in mm. the book is really good. And I think it is good for some of them in the film but not I, I did like Fogel in the film as well because yeah. he, he does do the yas which he I does. really like he looks like the guy from the princess diaries yeah we know. said that as well oh but yeah much younger yeah joe from the princess yes. diaries yeah but he was in we watched pretty woman and he was in pretty woman yes. as well but I did like his 
I feel like it makes sense that he didn't have too much of a German accent because if he'd worked at NASA for so long yeah. and he knows all the technical terms and stuff, it doesn't make sense for him to keep on to that yeah. accent like so strongly because he has it some words as someone who sometimes has a German accent. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> But I really liked how he's, like, known still for his little quirk. Like, he's like, oh, the German guy, let him make the bomb. <laughs> and, like, I know he's a scientist, but, like, he's, like, a... I like how Mark Watney characterised him as an evil German guy in a spaceship making a bomb somewhere. <laughs> I really like the little quirks, because I feel like he would try to hold on to that if he's away from home for so long. Mm. Like, he would have his sausages with breakfast. Yeah. And, like, the smallest things he can still grasp that are home-like. Like the disco. Yes. Yeah. And then her husband partner that got her found her the at the greatest hits album in a flea market. And she nearly cried. That was really cute. I would cry. Get your man like that. (laughs) Yeah. So cute. Do we have any things that we really wanna discuss from it? My nose were mostly just I loved this. Also disco. (laughs) Should we talk about in the film how he leaves the note at the end? He oh, says, for the next yeah, person. To oh. whom it may concern, look after this rover, she saved my life. Yeah. So cute. I just love personalising, characterising <laughs> things on Mars. <laughs> I have some trivia. Oh. Um, yes. The front cover, not the entire book, but just a, like a front cover of the book, has been to space. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, yeah I think if I was going to like the international space station or something i would take the martian with me yeah absolutely like i feel that would be you you, you need to expand on that story in a minute but okay. just while i while i have the thought process i think it would be the my review for the book is that it's the best book to take if you're going to space oh yeah yes because it's almost like a textbook for surviving in space but also it's, it's really like, entertaining you'd, you'd hope that if you were going to space you'd have that knowledge <laughs> It's so like an astronaut's to. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But less co- colonising. Apart from the potatoes. Yeah. But we'll just... yes. Anyway. <laughs> and the pirating. <laughs> In 2014, um, it was the cover page of the script Okay. Um, was taken on the Orion spacecraft. Ooh. And it was a four hour and 24 minute flight. And then it landed in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, so it didn't quite sad. go to it didn't quite go to Mars or but it tried moon, to but it went to space yeah it went into orbit also yeah, apparently Obama likes the book so much that he named the 2016 funding for NASA the Martian <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah I just love people loving books <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a very I lovable see, book I could just see Obama sitting in the White House giving this a read. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see Trump doing it though. No, oh, I can't no. see him read. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's just an image that's just never going to be in my head. No. How hard I try, Trump is uh, with a book in his hands is just not one <laughs> I can see. I just love Obama to sing there with the Martian. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to tell us any more space facts for, from your dad? Well, that was the space because I asked him specifically about space facts from around that time. Okay. There was a lot of. They're doing it now, so they're working together with the Russians and Indians, which I think it was quite peculiar that they didn't include Russia as yeah, one of the... Yeah, that was interesting. I was wondering if that was maybe like a political thing, because China is not the number one other space thing no. besides America. It's definitely Russia. Um, But maybe because what we saw before, 
the other spaceships sent to Mars were from China. That might make sense. Um, my dad did say, I'm not, I don't have the most knowledge about China, but I know for a fact that at home you had like two notebooks specifically dedicated <laughs> to Chinese space, <laughs> like travel. Yeah, so India has already sent two unmanned, like, how do you call that? Do you call it unmanned? Like, yeah, spaceships without people mm. on to Mars successfully. But yeah, it's a bit sad that NASA is now funding Jeff Bezos, or Jeff Bezos is funding NASA, yeah, right. in a way. Yeah. So they're, they're doing a lot of work to get them to space, but it's been a bit quiet lately on the space travel front. It's probably because of COVID. Mm. No, as in, like, in the last 20 years. Yeah. But that is partly because of public funding. But yeah, I would say it's definitely my favourite space film. And I have seen... I see that. Although maybe Hidden Figures. I love mm, Hidden, Hidden Figures. Have you seen Hidden Figures? No. Highly recommend it. It's about the first, like, space travelling, which was made possible by a black woman, but it's totally overlooked, and they made yeah. a film about that. And it's, it's so such a feel-good, but, like... It has similar energy. Yeah, the Martian film is, and the book, very, very wholesome for yeah. a space film and made me cry. I just cried one singular happy tear <laughs> at the end of the film. I can't remember what point it was. It might have been when they were reunited. It might have been, no, it might have been when um, Jessica Chastain grabs him in space and yeah. they're like holding on to yeah. each other. I think that was the point that made me cry. Yeah. Um, My favourite part was, um, I feel like the film... Well, the entire film was just me waiting for Starman to start playing. Yes. Yeah. And every time and I was like, this is good. And then I was like, now, no, this is a really important book. They're going to play Starman. Okay. And then when they finally did, I was like, there's a star. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Yeah. Um, it's just so, yeah. It was Rocket Man in the film. I think it was, wasn't it? I think it was in the title sequence, but not oh, in yeah. the... Oh, yeah. Yes, it was, yeah. Great soundtrack. It is. Yeah. I know we've probably said this before, but it just needs a reinforce. But also, like the non-disco-y bits were really beautiful. Like yeah. it has some great like piano backgrounding and yes. everything. Yeah. I have another trivia, and it's Ooh. even better than the last one. There is an Australian species of tomato named after Mark Mark Watney. Oh, that's really wholesome. It's yeah. called the Solanum Watneyi. I think it should be a potato, but I still appreciate it. <laughs> it says it's a member of the same genus as the potato. Okay, uh, good. Well, there we go. There That's we go. really cute. Yeah. I, I support that. I know, it's it potato like adjacent. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the cinematography in it was beautiful as well. I agree. And this is a fun fact, because I really wanted to say this during the watching of the film, but Anna kept making jokes about them sliding down the tubes. Yeah, I'm not sure if you like when they were flying around oh, and then yeah. they'd slide down the tubes. <laughs> but that's an ode to 2001 A Space Odyssey because every time in 2001 A Space Odyssey they have like the symmetrical, like going round and going down the tubes. So, like, it's done on purpose. But I was just like, <laughs> see, I've never been interested in going to space mm. because I don't like planes. So, I think going to space would be even more stressful. But that rocket, the, the thingy that they're on, is it a rocket? I don't know. Like, the, the station. Space shuttle, yeah, yeah, the shuttle that they're on. I want to go on it. It looks really <laughs> fun. I want to have a go. I want to go down the float. stairs. I want it to, like, spin around me. I really love the fashion, like, the NASA hoodies that they're wearing. <laughs> I, I want them. Everything they wore was NASA-themed. Everything. It was, like, had Sebastian a little NASA Stan. thing. I want to <laughs> just be there. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. I thought you were going to say Sebastian Stan. I've yeah. always wanted to be Sebastian Stan. 
It's still is my second career wish. I still need is... to see Black Swan because he's in that. Apparently, he's oh, really good in it. I, I don't know what yeah. films I've actually seen Sebastian Stan in other than Marvel, but not a lot. Just, no, but no. <laughs> the triple I can see. This has just become <laughs> Sebastian Stan now. The coffee's hit. That's the problem. <laughs> Sebastian Stan was in. Has been in. Oh yeah, Once Upon a Time. He's mm. Jefferson, Mad Hatter. Yeah, that that was another one. I've been watching Avengers with my housemates because I'd never seen it before. Oh. Well, you haven't. Or yeah. they haven't. You I haven't. haven't. Ooh, what are you up to? Next, we're going to watch Civil War because apparently that's like Avengers two and a half. Wait, are you watching it in the chronological order or are you watching it in the order they came out in? Or did you yeah. just watch Avengers? We watched Avengers. Okay. And then we watched Avengers Age of Ultron and now we're going to watch Civil War and then we're going to watch the other two Interesting. Avengers. So, so you're just doing you're just doing the Avengers. You're not doing all the other films in between. Yes. Okay. No. We'll probably watch the rest of them like later. Okay. I recommend watching Iron Man in between though, because that has a lot I've of. I've seen sub- Iron Man three. Okay. Well, there you go. I <laughs> like Iron Man three. People always yeah. shit on Iron Man three, but I yeah. quite like it. People also shit on Iron Man two. People shit on all of the films. I I okay. I'm just gonna say it for the record for the podcast. I really like Marvel, and people who like try and shit on Marvel. They're, they're just showing their own insecurities, and that's all I have to say about it. We have now got a poster of Phil Coulson in our bathroom. Yes, my, my guy. But also, the, my coda to that is that men who like Marvel too much should be stopped. <laughs> I have... Mm, I agree with the second statement. I really like watching Marvel films, yeah. but I hate the... The, the, like Entire, the people who like it's Marvel. too hyped up. It mm. gets too much of a budget. Yeah, I don't think they're necessarily the best films ever. I just enjoy watching them. Yeah, it's but a the, good I think fun the, time. The, all the people around it have kind of ruined it. Yeah, yeah. People try to gatekeep Marvel too much, and yeah. it, it annoys me. That's why I'd never seen Avengers before because I was like, oh, look at me! I'm not an Avengers person. Yeah, yeah. I could it, never be an Avengers person. I think they are films that you can just watch casually and enjoy mm-hmm. and people and that, and are dicks. Yeah. Which, and this film does a great job of not gatekeeping yeah. science. Because, things. like, all of the characters are losers. Yeah. <laughs> and they it's, acknowledge that. It's self-aware. Yeah. And they're all just bunch of nerds in space. That's, I like. I would categorise this as, like, accessible sci-fi. It really not is. Not pretentious yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful film. Mm. And I'm sure the budget was ginormous. And I don't think it... I was watching a I lot mean, they of had the... to go to Mars. Yeah. yeah. How, how cool is that <laughs> they got all that equipment to Mars? <laughs> I, I was watching some of the behind the scenes, and it was one of the biggest sound screens. Is that the word? Sound stages. Yeah. One of the biggest sound stages it was, in yeah. any film ever. The budget was 108 million dollars, so it's which big, is but not a huge. lot. Yeah, well, that's quite, quite huge. huge. I think okay. it is in like the. So I think Marvel, the, the last one, which one is it? The Endgame. Endgame is the highest ever, and then near that, it always used to be Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is like top twenty, maybe Mm-mm. films ever. But it made. 630 million in box office. Yeah. And it has some one of the biggest green screens ever. Mm. What do you mean? They went to Mars. <laughs> oh, also, so... They, they went to Mars and then green screened on Mars. They, yeah. So the, the set, they made the set of, yeah. like, near the hub and things, but they were filming under 
obviously a blue sky. Yeah. But on Mars, they would have been, it would have been like orange sky. Yeah. So they had to like edit out the, all of the sky and make it orange. Mm. Um, and there was a different special effects company who did the special effects on Mars to the people who did the special effects on, on the space station, oh, on, on the space yeah. shuttle. Yeah, because there's the, the, not a different huge light. amount of special effects on yeah. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. I Hot think take. Matt Damon was too handsome to be Mark Watney. Oh, why? I, I, see I, liked, that. I liked his acting. I thought he portrayed the character very well, but I thought he was just too handsome. Because Mark Watney is, like, a really, really normal, I mean, like, incredibly intelligent, but he's just, like, a normal nerdy guy. Yeah. And Mark... But he does get, like, Matt Damon. (laughs) Mark Mark. Mark Damon. (laughs) He's, like, handsome. I'm like, I, yeah, so. I feel like you could he's say that only... about a lot of things in Hollywood. I think, <laughs> yeah. like all of the actors in this are probably too gorgeous to play the characters yeah. the way that Andy Weir imagined them in the books. Like Sebastian Stan, stunning. Jessica Chastain, <laughs> gorgeous. Like all of the people on that ship, y- your German German guy, Fogel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to call him the German man. Okay, <laughs> and the German man. Probably more attractive than the German man in the book. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it. It's I don't know. I feel like because he does get like he gets his beard and he becomes all scruffy and like looks like a real space pirate. Yeah. Okay, fan. Which is why this cover he's... is so unrealistic. He's so freshly shaven in the cover. But that might be day one. No, but like his 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 thingy is all smashed and torn. Yeah, it's he's just, just for the drama. It, the the <laughs> camera quality that for the, this cover was too high. I can see every single pore, what and it makes me really uncomfortable. And he looks like he's looking deep into my soul. <laughs> he has very nice blue eyes. But I think the camera quality kind of should be good because it's NASA. They have the money. See, mine is more intense somehow, in oh, a way. He's sweaty. He's sweaty. But yeah. that's not Matt Damon. It is not. This might actually have come. Is this a pre film one? I think it might be. Yes, 2014 first edition. Ooh. Oh well, not the original self-published one, but like of the that this is my dad's copy. Oh. I did take this. <laughs> my copy Sorry, is dad's copy, which is now currently my housemate's copy. <laughs> this is also my dad's copy. Oh, there's a map. I love oh this is map. Space map. I missed the map. <laughs> oh, that's a bit nice. A bit nice. I love a good map in a book. <laughs> the best books have maps in the front, and now that this has a map in the front, it can be- become one of the best books. I do think Andy Ware would be a great guy to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Has uh, he written any other books? Yes, he has. <gasps> I just saw it was one that was released in 2017. The Venetian. The Venetian. No, it's actually called Artemis. Oh, space travel? Probably. Nice. 2017 science fiction novel written by Andy Weir takes place in the late 2080s and is set in Artemis, the first and only city on the moon. <gasps> it follows the life of porter and smuggler Jasmine Jazz, great name, but Bashara, great name, Jazz Bashara, good name. She gets caught up in a conspiracy for control of the city, highly praised by readers on Goodreads who voted it the best sci-fi novel of the year. Oh. We should read it. Yeah, He's I also will. got two graphic novels. Oh, he cool. Does. One of which was like a sort of precursor to The Martian called Casey and Andy. Oh, I like that. They're currently writing a screenplay for the film adaptation of Artemis. Oh, I can't nice. wait for more. And he has a short story called The Egg. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> he just 
seems like a great guy. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's a good note to end on. Andy Weir. Be- befriend him if you can. I have a we fun can't. fact about Andy Weir. Oh? He has a fear of flying. There Maybe that's why he makes so many space things. It's projecting, like, his, his yeah. wishes. He's also agnostic. He has described his political views as fiscally conservative and socially liberal, which means that... Oh, so he's economically conservative but he's a capitalist (laughs) well that makes sense if he loves nasa yeah that's true understandable yeah not necessarily understandable but a solid a solid dude seems like a real dad (laughs) the short story the egg is written in second person which is quite interesting so it's like you you. yeah your name reader (laughs) (laughs) andy weir is famous on wattpad yeah (laughs) But you don't see many books written in second person. No. Andy Weir writes self-insert fanfics. <laughs> Which is but, why he's the Martian. But that's a fanfics. That's a fanfics. Because <laughs> there's fire and flying. Maybe he's like, I go to space. <laughs> Maybe the Martian is the NASA fanfic. Which is why NASA loves it so much. It's Maybe like, the NASA fans. fanfics <laughs> are the friends we made along the way. Or, well, the friends he didn't make along the way. Yeah. Anyway, next month we are doing... Murder, Murder on the Orient Express with yes. Jenny. Trains. Yeah. Trains. It's our first of two train books. And then... Christmas special. Christmas special. Polar Express. Polar Express. So, yeah. And on that note, that's it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Do you want to plug anything to all the people who listen? (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) We'll tag you in the photo so that they can find you if if you want us to. Yes. If you don't want us to, we won't tag you, so... Yeah. We're easy like that. Yeah. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> it's Saturday. Sunday. No, it's Sunday morning. It is Sunday. Yay. Days. You can find us on Instagram if you're not from Instagram. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you want to. Follow that us. would be great. We always like reviews, especially if they're five stars. Thanks. Anyway, on that note, as everyone who would be stranded on Mars. As they all say on Mars. As they all say, everyone. Everyone who's currently on Mars would say. Fuck. <laughs> That's what he says. Yes. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll Goodbye. see you in the past. <laughs> it's now time for bread. Bread.